News Radio 92.3 is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey, and our expert is Stephen Smith with Key Marine and also George Stone. Good morning, Pensacola, and uh, what a nice day it is outside today. Man, it, oh man. Gosh. Makes you want to be outside. We should do the show from the boat sometime. Are you that serious? That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll do that one day. Let's get out on the boat and do the show. I will do that. Yeah, we'll make it happen. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to hold you to that. I just I just wrote that down. I don't have to get the station to make, let, everybody, let everybody do that. We'll have to do the whole pep talk all the way from whatever time you start all the way through. We'll just do it off from the boat. All right, now. That'll be fun. All right, now. You never I'm know. writing down. I'm writing you never just, know. He, mm-hmm. I have done some remote shows with y'all when you had sailboats coming in and stuff like that. We've done the show remotely, and that's kind of fun, you know, to announce a sailboat coming into the port or something like that. So you never know. We can make something happen. You know, always thinking outside the box. I'm right? holding you to that, even though you're a Gator fan. I'm just going <laughs> to hold you right. to that. That's all right. That's all right. Go Gators. All right. You are listening to Boat Smart. It is a call in show. You can call us at 850 437 1620 is the phone number. You can also text us at that number, 850 437 1620. You may have a question about your boat. Maybe you have a question about the school. My program, the Marine Service Program, or any other program out there, I can help you with uh, questions about those other programs as well. Maybe not specific stuff, but I can get you in there and uh, get you some help. And uh, if you have other you know, questions about other programs, I don't mind doing that. We are here to support the marine industry, but we're also here to support the school and Key Marine and, and what we do out there at the school. Key Marine Center of Northwest Florida is your sponsor. Located at 5621 By Road here in Pensacola, 850 KeyMarineCenter.com is their website. You can go on there and check them out. Key Marine Center is your Yamaha Mercury Suzuki Repower Center. Special discounted prices on all Yamaha Mercury and Suzuki motors. I tell you what, I'm looking at the date. What is today? Today is 10 20 23. It's already the yeah. fair started yesterday or yep. today is it, uh, it it just started well yesterday so, was dollar day so yeah yeah so i'm telling you what you know we're getting into that season you know the fair starts it gets a little cooler out we got thanksgiving coming up and christmas and new year's and all that stuff and people tend to forget about their boats so what you really need to do right now is you need to schedule an appointment with key marine because right now they are giving a 20 percent discount all the way up until January 8th of 2024. So you get a 20% discount off of labor on your boat now up until that date. So it's a great time to start scheduling your service work because as quickly as we got here today to to October 20th, we will get to February and March that quick. Yeah. And then boating season will be right back on top of us. So, you know, it's a great time to do that. Uh, take care of that boat and make sure that everything's ready to go for next season if you're, think, if you're doing all the holiday stuff and everything. Me, I like to boat year-round if I can. I'm going to get out there and enjoy the nice days that we have. Sometimes I enjoy the bad days, whatever. You know, a bad day on a boat is better than a good day on land as far as I'm concerned. So right yes, sir oh yep. yeah oh yeah so key marine center specialized in service repair on all mercury merc cruiser yamaha suzuki products they have trained technicians that can provide top-notch product service and repair you can also check them out on facebook i'm the instructor over at georgestone technical college 2400 Longleaf drive is where they are georgestonecollege.edu check out the chat feature if you go on the website at georgestonecollege.edu 
go on a chat feature. Uh, Mr. Wiggins will forward me all the chats. If you have a question for me or any other instructors, they won't forward the ones for the other instructors to me, so I won't answer those. But if they get one for yeah. me, I'll answer it. I'm more than happy to help you out there. That's the best way to get a hold of somebody out of Georgetown or just come by and see us. We welcome you into the location. You can come by and talk to the counselors. You can get a tour of the facility and uh, see what you might be interested in. So it's a great opportunity out of Georgetown uh, to just uh, maybe think of a new career. Maybe you're starting a career or you just don't know what you want to do. We've got all kinds of programs out there. To, or restarting. Yeah, or restarting. You just never know. Uh, so it's just uh, it's a great place to go to rethink your life and your opportunities that that are out there. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of opportunities, not only in our area, but the surrounding areas to go to work. I uh, uh, spoke with a gentleman down in uh, Panama City, and uh, I have some students that are interested in moving that direction down Panama City. That's a bit of a drive if you live in Pensacola, but if you're moving there, you know, it's, it's an opportunity. And uh, we have a, a location there that uh, uh, the gentleman's on my advisory board, and uh, we talked yearly all you know a couple times a year or more he comes by and talks to my class and he always you know tries to get people to come to work for him but the distance is an issue you know sometimes you just they're just not going to drive that far if they live here right. relocating and things like that can be an issue but i have two students right now that are wanting to relocate to that area so i'm working with this uh employer to get the students engaged with him and now they're not going to be ready for a little while you know maybe february march time frame but we're going to make that opportunity available and that's what we're doing right now we also have a couple students that are interviewing over at blazer boats here in pensacola they're a boat manufacturer in our area uh they are uh interested in hiring some of my students and they work with me well as far as my students going to school and then going to work they'll let my students come get out of work on time to come to school full-time and, uh, you know, they, they want to keep them. They want them to be there. Sometimes that's not their path, and Blazer Boats understands that. But we're, we'll kind of help each other. It helps the students to go to work, but it also helps Blazer get some boats rigged and out of there, whatever they, you know, they do out at Blazer Boats. And it, we work both well together. And most of the time, we've been pretty good. I put students out there, and they'll stay out there for a year or so while they're in school and then transition into the field. A lot of my students want to work on the, the boats. You know, the, the, not just not putting them together. They want to service them. They want to be out on the boats and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So this is a great opportunity for them to learn boats, but, and then transition into a dealership or something like that as well. So we got that opportunity that's available and I'm excited about that. We have several students that are going to be interviewing out there, hopefully in the next week or two, and uh, maybe get them to go to work out there. And I know key Marines looking and we're trying to place students out there as well. So we're just, you know, we're putting them everywhere. And, you know, we get them ready and we get them out there. And we work really close with our business partners and try to, uh, you know, make sure we have the right fit. That's what we do. So we've been busy this week at, at uh, the Marine Service class. It's been I've got 21 students sitting in class. OK, I've got students at all different levels. So I probably have out of the 21 students, I probably have about eight different projects at different levels going on at, at any given time in my classroom. I walk around a lot Wow! and I'm lecturing on torque wrenches and precision measuring. And I have students working on my F-150 program and I have students working on the F-250 program, the V engine program from Yamaha. Uh, we have uh, students that are servicing engines and some are doing lab work. Some are doing uh, computer work and I am everywhere. And I told them last night when we did, what did you learn? I said, this week has wore me out, you know? <laughs> 
Because they just keep, just, you know, it's it's very demanding to, yeah. to move around and try to stay focused on what they're doing and helping them. And last week, you know, we were talking about troubleshooting. I'm going to touch on, on touch on troubleshooting a little bit more this week because we had some things happen in class that we had to troubleshoot. And I want to talk about that a little bit. But we also had a guest visitor yesterday, and uh, this was really cool. We had uh, Mike Williams come by and stop by to talk to my class. And he come walking in the door with toolboxes and bags and all kinds of stuff. And what Mike is a previous student, been working out in the field for about nine months. And uh, he came in to talk to my students, the new ones and the ones that's been there for a while, about tools and about how uh, uh, going to service school, you know, he's he, going to service schools. He went to Yamaha service school. And he went, came in to talk to my students, and he spent probably about 45 minutes or so talking to my students about his uh, when he came into my class. And one of the things he said to my students, which really, they, they love this. He said, when I walked into your class or this class, I didn't know anything about anything. And here I am now working out in the field. And he started to talk about some of the things that I teach that a lot of people will just kind of, you know, disregard and he said to him you need to listen to me the instructor on a lot of these things that i'm trying to teach you you may disregard one of them was trailer work and i put uh, we do trailers we fix trailers and uh he said you know when i was working on trailers i didn't understand why we were working on trailers and because he because a lot of people have the impression that a technician works on boats and the engines only you know that mm -hmm. kind of scenario and he started to explain that how when he went into the field, he was so grateful that he had that experience of working on trailers because he talked to my students and said, you know, I work on the boat, the engines and service. And he said, but when the boat comes in and I tell my students this all the time, uh, he said it needed a it had a light out, you know, maybe the navigation light wasn't working. Maybe the stereo and the bilge pump wasn't working. Maybe they needed a, uh, something, a piece of electronics installed and they need trailer work. And he explained to my students how when you're a technician out in the field that you are that person or you're, you can't pick what you get to do on the boat. You know, like in the automotive industry, uh, they have air conditioner people, they have drivetrain people, they have tire people, they have oil change people. In our industry, we don't. We have that one technician that gets your boat and they work on everything on that boat. So it could be working from the head, the bathroom, oh. right? It could be working on, you know, the engines doing 100 hour inspections or what have you. It could be troubleshooting. It could be working on a trailer. It could be all across the whole gamut of items that are on a boat. In my opinion, you know, when you look at an automotive technician, nothing to say bad about automotive technicians. There are some great ones out there, but they work on one part of the car most of the time. And they get really good at it, I'm sure, when yeah. you work on one thing. Like if you work on only Mercury's or only Yamaha's, you get really good at those. But for a technician to uh, work on every aspect of the boat, in my opinion, they should be paid very well for that, to have that whole you know understanding of everything about a boat. And he came in and he explained that to them, uh, and, and, they, and also talked about tools. So he, handed, he brought some tools in, and he said, this tool I use all the time. And this is where I use it all the time. And he said, I wish I knew about these tools when I went into the field. And, and he, we talk about tools, but we don't talk about the very specific tools 
that the technicians will learn that they need as they go into the field. In other right. words, my favorite tool, right? I tell my students all the time, I got my favorite ratchet. I got my favorite set of wrenches. I got my favorite screwdrivers, the ones I go to for my jobs that I'm you know, doing all the time. So as they transition into the field, they learn about these tools from other technicians. And it could be that they just bought that tool a couple of weeks ago and they love it. And he's like, I'm going to buy that tool because I see where it's useful. And they start using these different tools. So it's pretty neat to, for him to come in and talk about that and uh, to explain to them the importance of tools and uh, the importance of understanding every aspect of what we're teaching them over at Georgetown Tech in the Marine Service class. So it was really good to have him in there to give his knowledge, to let him talk to my students, and to give back to the program, you know. And I'm going to have him come in every few so often to do that. And it's going to be fun to have him uh, keep continue to bring in new stuff and give new tips and things like that as well. So my students, after he left, I talked to him and I said, did you get anything out of Mike coming in and talking to you? And they said they loved it. You can't really tell when you yeah. look at people while they're talking, you know. I said, because I tell my students all the time while I'm lecturing or talking to them, I, I say, I'm going to put a mirror behind me so y'all can see your faces because you can't really <laughs> figure it out, you know. Like in here, we know when I'm talking, I'm, I'm all over the place. My hands, my face, I'm talking, I'm smiling, I'm doing right. all that stuff. And I'm trying to be like that person when I teach, right? But when you're looking at a crowd of people that are looking back at you with this weird look on her face or whatever it makes you go hmm are they getting this right, right. you know so so i told them you know so i talked to them after that and they said they really enjoyed mike coming in there and talking to them about the transitioning into the field about going to service schools not to be intimidated and all these things that he brought to the table for the students to learn last night so i just thought it was a great opportunity for them and uh you know, i like to do that kind of stuff I'm going to have a couple guest speakers come in uh, as well as we go into the off-season. We have our advisor meeting coming up in uh, November, and that's where I have several dealerships and independent people, people in the industry, Yamaha, Mercury, uh, Key Marine will be there. Different dealerships will be at a round, at a round table, at a, a conference table, and we all discuss the marine industry, and we bring them down to my classroom and shop area, and we talk about our needs and what their needs are, and we get to know those dealerships better so we can supply the right students for the for the dealership and that's what we do and you know i always say we like i have a mouse in my pocket that's what i do on friday sometimes <laughs> i leave this show and i'll go visit dealerships you know and go over there and and talk to them and and get them interested in what we do and uh, see what they need and that kind of stuff so yeah so it's been really really busy at georgestone you know last week we talked about uh troubleshooting and we had a boat that came in, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned it last week, that had an intermittent starting issue. So I talked to the students about that boat before we were allowed to work on it. Because when you're troubleshooting, and a, and a listener, y'all may have issues on your boat or something, and you may, you know, this may help you. When you're troubleshooting something, especially an intermittent problem, in other words, it doesn't happen all the time. Like you hit the key and the motor don't spin over. You hit the key and the motor does spin over and it starts. You know, that's kind of a scary situation if you got a single engine on your boat and you're planning on going boating because you don't know if your boat's going to start when you get yeah. to where you're going, right? So on an intermittent problem like that, I always tell my students, I said, we need to really just kind of see 
do a once over. We look at things very, very first thing, look things over. We don't want to look at the battery. We don't want to touch anything. I don't want them to move anything. I don't want them to uh, clean anything. I just want them to look things over. Okay. Because you want to be very careful on an intermittent problem about correcting the problem and not knowing that you corrected the problem. If that makes any kind of sense to my listeners. Okay. Let's say you, it was a loose battery cable per se, and you go in and you don't duplicate. You just fix some things, you, that battery cables and stuff. And you hit the key and you hit the key and it starts and it starts and starts. You never duplicated the problem. So you really don't know that you fixed that problem because the customer indicated it was intermittent. So what I like to do is I like to do a visual, make sure I look everything over really good without touching anything. Then I try to duplicate the problem. In other words, make it happen. And on this one particular engine, it did happen as soon as I went out there with the student and I was walking him through it and it did happen. We were able to get a, we had a meter set up. We had tools set up so we could actually take some readings very quickly and see what was going on. So we determined that we were getting voltage from our key switch that the, it came to the, back to the relay and we're tested out of the relay and we weren't getting anything out of the relay. So our first initial uh, thinking was the relay is bad. So now we're approaching the relay. We're going to say, okay, let's look at the relay and just check the connections on the relay and make sure all that's good. So we did that and all the connections were good and uh, the relay kept acting up. Uh, while we were testing. So I said, okay, now that we're doing this, let's just go back through the boat and go from our visual. Now we're going to go to our hands-on and we're going to check the battery. We're going to check the connections. We're going to check grounds just to make sure that those items aren't causing the relay to not operate correctly. So we went through all these checks and sure enough, everything checked good. The batteries checked good. The connections were good. It was ended up being that relay. So we replaced the relay and then we retested the engine like 10 or 15 times to make sure that problem went away. And we feel really, really confident that we corrected it rather than going in and trying to fix stuff before you actually know what the problem is and not feeling that confident. So that's why we want to do a visual. We want to look things over and we want to duplicate, duplicating what the customer indicates. And once you duplicate, then, then you can start troubleshooting. If you can't duplicate a problem, those are the hardest ones to troubleshoot. You can guess at it, but you really never know. Okay. So you customer, let's say he did say, Hey, it's, it's clicking or whatever. Every so often it's in a minute. And we just, you know, just take a shot at it and maybe don't see anything because it works for us every time and just clean up battery cables and stuff. And it works, it works, it works. And we send it out the door. We don't really know if we fixed it because a relay could act up at any given time. And, you know, he takes it out and it, and it doesn't start, you know? So we were able to get in there, troubleshoot it and go through and feel very confident about what we did. And I think last week we were talking about, uh, the F-150 that my students were working on. They said that they didn't have any spark and the motor wouldn't start up. Right. I yeah. You remember that one? So that was fun. When we went, uh, Monday, uh, we, they were waiting on me to come back in, you know, on Monday to troubleshoot it. So they wanted me to come in there and help them troubleshoot it. And uh, I'm, I'm walking around and said, all right, you guys figure out what's going on with this thing. And they were doing the F-150 program where they have to take parts off the engine. They were actually servicing the VST, the vapor separator tank. That was part of their learning experience. And they come over to me. It was kind of funny. 
my, my student Gaines, he, he came over and he had three blown fuses in his hand. So I look at the three blown fuses and I said, are you going to continue to put fuses in there or are you going to troubleshoot this thing? Because you got a blown fuse, you're not going to continue to just pop a fuse in, pop a fuse in, and, pop, and keep popping it. It's that the problem is not going to go away. If it's continually, you know, blowing a fuse, you got a problem. And he's like, looked at me and he says, "Yeah, I'm going to troubleshoot it." I said, "Okay, think about this. The motor was running before you started servicing it, and now it's not. It's something y'all did." Oh, yes, and that happens. And and, and I don't get upset with my students about that not any at all if they make a mistake or something like that i do not get upset even if it costs us a part or something i don't get upset with them okay because in the school that's not the place to get upset now they may be out in the field and they're getting paid good money to do this correctly they do this same situation you know the service manager or somebody may get upset with them you know i don't i don't get upset with them in these situations so he, they went over and they started backtracking going in. When you have a fuse that pops as soon as you turn the key on like that, you got a dead short. You got something that's shorted the ground, and and it's just it's killing the system and tur- and tripping the fuse. So I I knew I kind of had an idea what was going on with it without even looking at it, just by what they were telling me. And I, I said, it sounds like to me, you know, you guys got something going on when you put it back together. I want you to start looking for it. I didn't want to give them too many clues. So I want them to learn from their, you know, from the experience, right? So they started digging in, and sure enough, when they put the VST back on, they had a wire in the wrong location, and they pinched that wire. It was a hot wire, pinched that wire. So when you turn the key on, the wire was 12 volts, and it, it was grounded against the block. And that was what was killing the fuse. So they found the problem, and they brought me the wire, and they showed it to me. And it's kind of funny when you watch them come over. It's like, they're looking at me like, is he going to get mad at me, you know, for this or whatever? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. We're good, you know. And sometimes they laugh. We laugh about it. So you yelled at me, and I'm saying, I never yell at you. Y'all are just messing with me, you know. I never really get upset with these kind of things. So it's just they, they come over, and they have the wire in their hand, and they go, it's this wire. And I said, I see that, you know. So what are we going to do? We really need to replace the wire. We don't have one. I said, so we're going to repair this one, and then we're going to make an order and replace it next time we get back in there. So they were able to troubleshoot something that they caused, right, and fix it, and now the boat, the motor's running again. It'll last, it, it'll last forever if we leave it the way we did it. It would be no problem at all. But we're going to replace that wire because I don't want anything uh, different when other students work on it. So troubleshooting, you know, it's, it's important to understand how to troubleshoot things. It's important to understand the systems. And it's also important to understand that sometimes you mess it up. So it's always good to pre-check as you go when you're working on an engine. It may not have any problems. Sometimes you can create a problem and have to go back and troubleshoot. So, right. yep. So i tell you what, I've talked again this whole show. It seems like every Friday that's what I do. You guys are going to have to start calling me next week, you know, and we're going to have to maybe give something away. How about that? Let's shoot for getting something away. I'll talk to Key Marine, and maybe we can give something away next week and uh, get 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 y'all to give us some calls or stuff. I hope you're learning from me. I hope that you are uh, gaining some interest in the school, and we really appreciate you guys listening to the show. And thanks to our sponsor, Key Marine Center of Northwest Florida, located at 5621 Bower Road here in Pensacola, and I will be back in here next Friday. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. Beautiful day outside. Y'all enjoy it. Get on a boat if you got one. That's right.